Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Happy Monday to you. Coming to you live, ESPN Central Texas. The Matt Mosley Show, Stephanie Sports Corner, coming up soon. Today's announcement of the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, our sports Bible. I tell you, it's been uh, great to read it over the years. It goes back, of course, it's named after the late, great Dave Campbell, Waco Trib sports editor, great friend to us all. And uh, we've celebrated every time when it comes out today at about noon, they uh, announce the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Now, they also do kind of a second cover as well. But uh, the writer of the cover story, Mike Craven, is set to join us at 420 today. Mike Craven. Now, at about 505 today, we will go to the Sunken Diamond in Stanford, where the Aggies and the Stanford Cardinal are getting ready to go at about 8 o'clock tonight. Aaron, why would you wait? Like, if everybody's in town and you need to kind of get everybody on out of town so you can start getting ready for the Super Regional, what is that like a TV thing? You think TV dictates that? Why wouldn't you just wake up today, beautiful weather out there, let the clouds kind of clear let the bay mist go away and just play some day ball isn't that what every other team is doing today tcu's in a battle with arkansas right now last i looked it was four to two why are we waiting till the evening on a monday night aaron do you have an explanation yeah it's tv they're just spreading out the games because they've got two games basically starting every every two hours today it seems like well they they don't have to do that. Um, maybe they think that's going to be some kind of feature game, but it's – I mean, I love college baseball, but I, I don't think – I mean, they should have gone ahead for the student – Oh, you know, it's always, oh, it's about student athletes. No, no, no. And they, I mean, you could have gotten everybody back home, could have let the Aggies fly home today, whether they win or lose, but they're going to keep them out there in the Bay Area. Meanwhile, University of Texas heading home, heading home from Coral Gables. Uh, feeling good about things, feeling good about that thing. And, um, Aaron, that's, that's your, your fellow Robinson classmate, Peyton Powell, you know, big hits had a two run RBI in that last game to put the horns over the top out there in Coral Gables. And uh, I believe Peyton may be joining us tomorrow. We've got a lot of exciting announcements to make, programming announcements. Uh, We continue to have all the big stars. This is where they come. Yesterday, uh, or the other day, it was Scott Drew on Friday, Baylor head coach, to kind of tell us what was what, what was going on with the team. And so that was kind of exciting to have him going into 
the weekend. All right, so lots to get to. And um, Aaron, I was going to look. Do you have the scores in front of you for a uh, little college baseball right now? I do. Uh, okay, good, good. Aaron, give us a quick update. And uh, and uh, we also, by the way, uh, uh, this was interesting. I've kind of been watching what the Oklahoma softball team has been up to here recently. But uh, Aaron, give us an update on all our our men's regional action. Texas Tech eliminated by Florida earlier today. Florida, the two seed, wins six to nothing. A game's in progress right now. Arkansas leads TCU in the bottom of the six, four to three. If TCU wins, they are on to the Super Regionals. If Arkansas wins, they will play again tonight at eight o'clock. And that's it as far as the Big 12 team so far. Are you saying the two of those teams will play again tonight? Is that is that what we're talking about in the TCU game? Yes, yes. If, so we keep if, everybody. If yeah. Arkansas holds on, they'll play the uh, the final game tonight. If TCU wins, they they advance. All right, and uh, and then Aaron, as I was mentioning, um, Oklahoma uh, defeated. Stanford, talking about softball, 4-2 Monday to earn a shot. It's third straight women's college World Series title. Sooners increase their Division I record to 51 consecutive victories, advancing to play number three, Florida State or Tennessee, for the national title. Um, Oklahoma looks to become the first program since UCLA in 1998 to 1990 to win three consecutive titles. Aaron, when's the last time a team beat Oklahoma? That would be our Baylor Bears earlier this yeah. year. That's right. We are the flagship. Often imitated, never duplicated. The flagship station for the Bears. Uh, and we, of course, have all the Baylor action, softball, baseball, football, basketball, men's and women's. Interesting, Aaron, I noticed that uh, it looks like the Baylor team will be going to see Brittany Griner uh, Wednesday as they're in Dallas to take on the Wings. All right, I, I found that really, that, that's going to be interesting. Nikki Collin, in fact, uh, on a Zoom call today, uh, Brittany Griner gave Baylor and Nikki Collin a shout-out. So that's a big game. That's a big to-do happening up there in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area on Wednesday. And, Aaron, we have, uh, we've requested to talk to Nikki. That'll be really interesting. And uh, hopefully get to talk to Nikki and, and uh, about that. Um, and then, Aaron, and other, and some of those other ones, uh, the Demon Deacons. The number one national seed. They did complete one of the most dominant runs through an NCAA tournament regional Sunday and joined Oral Roberts of the Summit League and seven others in advancing to super regionals. Oral Roberts had to get past another religious school, DBU. The Demon Deacons, Aaron, outscored their three opponents 48 to 7. 48 to 7. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Um, and then Oral Roberts extended its win streak to 21 games and became the eighth number four regional seed since 2006 to make a super regional when it held off Dallas Baptist 
DBU in Stillwater. Aaron, you know what? I mean, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Number four regional seed. It doesn't happen very often. Only the eighth time since 2006. And then Virginia took out East Carolina in Charlottesville to make a super regional for the second time in three years. Um, Boy, Indiana State uh, has made its first super regional. Really, really cool stuff happening out there. And then Alabama beat Boston College for his first regional title since 2010. Wow. All they needed to do was fire that coach. They fired the gambling coach. All right, Aaron, you know what time it is, sir. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Europe Services, Mission Golf Cars, Myatt Fuels, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, and Texas Cuisine. Whoa. Boy, I mean, she's always ready to go. You never know. Sometimes it can be NBA facts and figures. All right, and then, uh, Stephanie, I hope you and Scott were watching last night. The Miami Heat, I mean, they pulled a heist off. They go into Denver game two, and they take it. Duncan Robinson, Jimmy B, Gabe Vincent, and there was a great moment. Aaron, I know you saw this. Gabe Vincent makes a shot, and he takes a peek over at, Brown, who was trying to guard him, the old Can- the former Kansas player, and gives him a like, hey, good try. Good try, buddy. Uh, big time win. This series is tied. NBA Finals. And now it will return uh, or it will go to Miami. We'll see how the Heat can uh, perform as this thing continues. Stephanie, how are you today? What is, uh, was it a good weekend? It was a good weekend. Very uh, relaxing again and quiet. I did not watch the game last night. Honestly, I started to, and then I was like, I'm getting tired. But it's all over uh, sports talk today on Fox, on ESPN, uh, that the Nuggets just fell short last night. So... You know, statistics show that if you take it in the first two games, you normally lose. But since they both won a game, who knows? Who knows? So, I don't know. I I don't really know who I, I mean, want I guess to win. You were, <laughs> I guess you were so tired that a 7 p.m. start was just a little too much for you on a Sunday exactly. evening. Exactly. All right. I was is, doing so many domestic things uh-huh. all weekend. It I, just tired I, me out. Erin, would you like to hear more about her domestic <laughs> stuff? I have no clue what any of this is. I cleaned a house. I did laundry. No, I cooked, no. you know. Nobody has ever confirmed this. Oh, All right. please. And we even reached out. <laughs> I reached out to one of your exes recently. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and and he did not confirm this either. Yeah, well. The one if, from if Illinois can... or wherever, or Ohio, you had some random. <laughs> you remember the other day, you had some random fact. You had married someone from uh, Toledo or, well, yeah. or somewhere like that. So yes. What in the world? Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, what do we have today? Well, what's uh, what's on your mind? Well, what's, um, uh, yeah. this weekend I ran across this and I was like, oh, wow. 
So this weekend is starting on Friday is the Surf City El Salvador Pro Surfing Competition, and it's all the world ranked surfers uh, qualifying to go to the world championship. Well, as I was reading, I ran across and I'd never heard because I'm not really into like ocean sports, but this was kind of cool. Kelly Slater. He is an American professional surfer from from California, of course, but he has won uh, the World Surf League 11 times. He's been the world championship champion 11 times. And he has won 56 other championship tour victories. Yeah. He is competing again. We got to keep our eye on him. And he is 51 years old. Matt, that's your and Aaron's age. Y'all could go out there and surf. That is that is older than us. Okay. Uh, well, we okay. Not correct. Exalted <laughs> status at this point. But um, um, this is this a senior circuit? No, surfing? no, he this is seems competing. Kind of he is head bet, to, you know, to, I bet Tony Hawk's still pretty unbelievable. Like I bet he is. Skateboarding and that kind of thing. And he's in his 50s. Yeah. 51 years old. Uh-huh. Now, you, you do see golfers can turn back time at age 50 and still do some amazing things. But I would say surfing is a young man sport. It, it I, is. Now, what, what is this? Again, this event. El, the El Salvadoran, what it, is this? It's in El Salvador. It's called the Surf City El Salvador, uh, and it's the competition, and it's at what they call the Point Break Punta Roca. So it's down on the ocean is what I was going to say. But uh, they call it the Crown Jewel. So all these surfers around the world, they want to surf there because those waves can get up to 8 to 10 feet high. And it's like, remember the movie Point Break where everybody was, when Patrick Swayze was like, we got to go surf here. Well, El Salvador was one of those places they like to go surf. Well, Kelly Slater being 51 years old is still competing and he's up against Griffin Colapinto, who he was representing USA and he is 24 years old. And so right now Griffin's in first place and Kelly is in second. So it's like age against young age. And uh, they're pretty close. They're pretty close. So I, could, I'm going to try to watch them, it. Maybe, could you see them robbing a bank, perhaps? I don't know. I don't after, know. I don't, the do they have banks in El Salvador? I mean, I don't know. But uh, Odds but, are. Odds are they are. But here's the thing. You can stream this live starting on Friday at World, oh, excuse me, WorldSurfLeague.com if you want to watch it. But those are the... Uh, two USA contenders we need to keep our eyes out on. And I, I would like to see Kelly Slater win just because he's, you know, in our age group at 51 going against a 24-year-old. I mean, that's a lot of, you know, my bones crack now, so I don't think I could do it at 51 years old. So I'm going to keep my eyes out for him, but, yeah. Here, is she revealing her age? I, I was I've about to say, she said she couldn't I've do it at 51. Do you think she could do it now? Never heard her confirm she was in- <laughs> I said I was in the age group <laughs> with y'all. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, we'll 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 run the numbers on that later <laughs> and check on that. Uh, I may text Scott later and see if we could confirm <laughs> an age. Now Scott and Aaron at one point were in school together. Yeah, so that's they right. They are similar age bracket. But yes. we do not have any information on you. I may look into. I'm your a file. little older than Scott, but not by much. So, oh, yeah, he's, he's, 
He's dating an older woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's been a, there's been a cougar, cougar sighting. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in the cougar County. status. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron's for... over here rolling. But, um, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. I'm really going to follow Thank this. You. I'd like to see how these two do, especially Mr. Slater. Yeah. At, okay. You know, Representing us seniors. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You speak for yourself. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. A good surfing update. I like that. The El Salvadoran special with uh, Kelly Slater at age fifty-one going up against the youngster, the twenty-four-year-old right. surfing safari. Yeah, surfing. <laughs> uh, yeah, make me I, Beach Boys. Kind of want to hear some Beach Boys music when I uh, when we when talk you think about of surfing? surfing. I know. Uh huh. For sure. <laughs> that, that shows how old we are. <laughs> that that's the first thing we think about. Okay. Exactly. Um. Every. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate thank you. Thank you. Have a great afternoon, Matt. We plan on it. That is Stephanie's Sports Corner. Very highly listened to segment that takes place. At 408 each afternoon. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and the cover boy. We're going to find out who's on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and we'll talk to the cover writer, the cover story writer. That is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies, bring two or more friends for ladies' night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. It's time to get registered for the Waco Police Memorial Run happening Saturday, May 20th. The Waco Police Memorial Run is held to commemorate the officers killed in the line of duty and to recognize the daily commitments of officers. There'll be a 5K and a 10K run beginning at the Redwood Shelter in Cameron Park. This is a chipped race. Register online at runsignup.com. The race is hosted by the Waco Citizens Police Academy Alumni Association and ProFit Race Timing. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. 
Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And we're joined now by Mike Craven, Dave, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And uh, Mike, big announcement at noon today, and it was uh, the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Congrats, by the way, getting to uh, write the cover story for this. And I assume you were maybe at the cover shoot and all of that. Uh, but um, the winner is this year, Sonny Dykes, which seems very appropriate. Uh, Mike, did, I'm surprised that uh, Matt Stepp didn't try to, like, scoop you guys on this big announcement <laughs> today. Uh, he, he has a NDA sign, so he wasn't able, wasn't able to do that. But, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a fun process to go through. It feels like this year it was a, a relatively easy decision on the college side uh, with what TCU was able to accomplish, making it into a national championship game. His father being on the cover, uh, him being so ingrained and kind of as a Texan, you know, grew up around the state, was at Texas Tech, um, you know, kind of was found by Hal, Hal Mummy, coached there at Kentucky, then followed Mike Leach over to Lubbock. So, you know, a guy who's just been influenced by a lot of the people who have influenced football within the state of Texas. The first time we've had a father and son, you know, on a cover because Spike was on it in 1990. So it was cool um, getting to hang out with Sonny and write the story for sure. All right. And could y'all not get Sonny to smile? I mean, this seems almost like a bit of a, I don't know if you'd call it a smirk or just kind of a, I mean, that is kind of Sonny's face on the sideline. He's not, doesn't, he's not always smiling over there. What, um, what was the, uh, how did the, tell, tell us a little bit about the, the photo shoot and, uh, and, and kind of how you narrowed it down to this photo. I mean, I like it. I like the arms crossed. And, you know, the – and I'm wondering, does Sonny get to pick, like, hey, Sonny, is there a pullover you like? Or is that do, – do you does the SID bring out several choices and your photographer, you know, has a big say in that? How does that all come down? Yeah, I mean, he comes dressed the way he'd like to be on the cover. So that, that's just what he was wearing when he met out with us at TCU about a month and a half ago. And – now, I believe the photographers have some ideas. They talk with Greg Tepper, our managing editor, on some ideas. I know he wanted to kind of do a darker uh, format. Reginald Samples, the head coach of Duncanville, is, is the secondary cover. So they try to, you know, kind of make those match a little bit. Uh, went with kind of the darker cover. But uh, honestly, I just kind of hang out. You know, I, I'm just the writer. And so 
Uh, I hang out. I follow them around. I pick up any color I can. Sometimes they're a little bit more relaxed. They'll tell you a story you can use as an anecdote and things of that nature. So it, it's kind of a fun deal. Uh, the story was mostly written uh, by that day. But I, what I find interesting, if you go back and you look at the 1990 cover, you know, Spike's got a big smile. I mean, he's chuckling on, on the cover of the story. And, you know, Sonny and Spike are, are a lot different. You know, Sonny, Sonny was more, you know, with his mom growing up. He didn't see Spike all that much. He, he told me for the story that Spike probably saw four or five of his athletic games his whole career. And, and Sonny played baseball at Tech. So he played, you know, a lot of sports. And, and so they were different guys. I, I think Sonny leaned more towards Mike Leach in a lot of ways. Uh, the Spike Dyke. So I thought it was kind of cool that they had different facial expressions. It, it kind of illustrates the differences between those two. What is Spike? So you're saying he was smiling. I'm trying to think what I what I think of when I think back in my mind of Spike. Like if he had a ball cap on a lot, or was he a non ball cap? Did you? I'm sure uh, you went back and looked at the old Spike Dyke's uh, cover to see how yeah, that. Was, uh, yeah. He was mostly a ball cap guy, but in, in, a, in our photo, he's kind of leaning up against the window of his office with the, with the practice field, with the stadium behind him, um, and he's he's smiling, he's chuckling, you know. And, and the story is a lot about how Spike is this jovial king of West Texas who knows everybody, who's at every single rotary uh, rotary club uh, membership, knows all the Lions Club guys, right? He was just you know an on the road at golf courses, hanging out uh, with the people, kind of dude. And you know, I think that the interesting part about Sonny is he, he's kind of a mixture between Spike and Mike Leach. You know, Sonny was more about the relationships and the program and the culture and, and not so much the X's and O's, but, but what you do inside the program, the brotherhood that you build, that culture wins championships. Then Mike Leach and Hal Mummy, I, I feel it came from the opposite direction. Not that they didn't care about culture, but it was more about the system. It was more about X's and O's. It was more about the air raid and the analytical part. And when Sonny went to Cal, he tried to be Mike Leach. He tried to be Hal Mummy, and it, and it didn't work. And I think one of the lessons he learned was to kind of combine in what his father did to kind of be more of a friendly, jovial guy who you know let people in more, was more about the culture, more about pro, uh, program building. And those two systems combined uh, worked out in his first year at TCU. All right, Mike Craven joining us, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Now, how how much space do you get for something like this? Now, you know, I'm a – Long-time writer, so I think in, in you know measurement of like inches for newspapers, which is generally a long story, would be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40 inches. Did you get, uh, is this like a five, six, seven-page type, uh, type story we're talking about? Yeah, newspaper terms, it'd be about a 70 to 73-inch story, uh, 2,500 words. Um, and so, uh, it's, you know, what's funny about, you know, I did this with the Jeff Trailer. Uh, Joey McGuire cover last year you know when you sit down and you think oh man 2,500 words that's going to be a lot to write then you start doing it and you know you're trying to tell everybody's life story in these magazines and, and I've had the chance to do two of the covers now and they were they were about guys who are, are all about Texas high school football you know like Jim, you do one on Jimbo Fisher he's not from here it may not mean as much to him you know Sonny's dad was on the cover Joey and Jeff were high school coaches and so you know, there's a lot of story to tell, and you start writing the story, and you realize 2,500 words really isn't enough. You know, everybody's got a book worth of stuff about them. Uh, and so it's trying to isolate the most interesting parts, try to find the best anecdotes, and you you trim it down to 2,500, believe it or not. Yeah, uh, I used to have trouble trimming, but with newspapers, the editors just start cutting when they're on deadline, <laughs> right? And you don't really have much yeah. say. You've been in the newspaper business, so you know about that. 
Did you talk to him about the thought of, hey, are these? Is this a one-year, you know, one-hit wonder type deal? Lightning in a bottle. Everything worked out beautifully. They had all these comebacks. Did that? I mean, is there any thought? As, as it's kind of like you make it a national title game, and then of course you got to roll it back and go, okay, can we do this again? I think people are picking Texas to win the conference. You would think, hey, TCU, with what they just did, might even have more respect than ever. How did did some of that angle uh, come up as you were kind of visiting with him, uh, or was it more just about he and Spike's relationship? Yeah, I mean, for the cover story, it's more about his relationship with Spike, his, his relationship with the Air Raid and Mike Leach and Hal Mummy, and how he kind of combined those two systems into one to, to make it work at, at SMU and then at TCU after the failures at Cal. Yeah, but I also do the team sections for each of the programs at, at the mm. FBS level. So I, I also wrote, you know, the TCU section, and, you know, that stuff comes up for sure. And, you know, he's very honest about it. One of the things I like about Sonny is he, he's not somebody who's going to blow smoke up your butt. And so, you know, he knows he lost, you know, his best player, his most talented, or at least his most productive player at literally every single position group on his offense and defense. The, the idea that they're not going to take a, a step back would be asinine, right? Like they're not Georgia, they're not Ohio State, they're not Alabama. They don't recruit at the levels to just replace, you know, Quentin Johnston with another five-star guy and Max Duggan with another Heisman finalist. That, that, that's fairytale land stuff. But what TCU can do is take a minute, small step backwards uh, to prove that they're here to stay, that it's not just a, a one-year wonder. Now, if they go five and seven, six and six, seven and five, I think those questions are going to be asked, and, and they are going to be fair because he didn't put together that roster. But if they can go nine and three, maybe even eight and four, and those losses are pretty close, respectable losses, and they're in the Big 12 championship race come October and November, I think everybody will look around and go, "Hey, man, TCU's got something going on." You know, they they backed up a really strong year with another really solid year, and so expectations can be tricky. Uh, you got to keep them in line somehow, and in college football, that's never going to happen. And when you go 12 and 0, you know the the problem becomes the ceiling is now the floor, right? Like what used to be a great year mm-hmm. at TCU may not feel like one of them. And I think Baylor fans kind of understand that after the Sugar Bowl run as well. And so you're just you're trying to be realistic with it. Like Baylor wasn't going to replace you know Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, J.T. Woods, R.J. Snead, Tyquan Thor. They weren't going to replace those guys and be as good. Uh, you're just trying not to take as big of a step back. But I, I think, you know, year three, year four, uh, those are more telling seasons on what the staying power is uh, for TCU, uh, for sure, once they start getting their own players in there. Now, Mike, how many covers does TCU have all time now? Uh, I'm just thinking Gary had to be on the front at one point. I'm certain of it. I don't know. You would think the Texas Tornado, Kenneth Davis. Do you know off the top of your head the stats on that? Uh the the Horn Frogs, of course. I'm wondering how many Baylor's had as well. I bet Baylor certainly Taff was on it, and you'd have to think Singletary was on the cover back in the day. Uh, but um, but now, do we know you? Because since you've just been working on TCU, do you have a ballpark on how many TCU covers we've had? I believe it's four. The last one, 2012, with Gary Patterson. I would have to go uh, check on that one for sure, okay. but I believe it before. Now that we're talking about it, I think a very good June or July story idea would be to count all the subjects on the covers and kind of make a graph and see kind of who's what team's been represented the most, maybe what team's been represented the least. Yeah, I would say probably University of Texas – 
is going to win out. Although Mr. Campbell, you know, tried to fight for the other the other guys over the years, you know, and uh, uh, but um, yeah, I would say University of Texas with their dominance and the readership and all. You got to think about okay, what cover is going to make the most people read this? And I get that. Sure, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna end up with the big boys some of some of the times and the Aggies. And you know, bringing back a few years ago, it was like, is this the new wrecking crew? Now you can only say that how many how many times we said that over the years, Mike? Is this oh the Aggies? Do they have their wrecking crew again? Uh, but that was that was a, a few years ago. By the way, who um, did you get to dig in on Baylor? Uh, and I'm just sort of curious what uh, Baylor seems to be a real X factor going into this season with some really fine skill players. I mean, they're they're a, I think they're a lot better at skill players than they were last year, but some unknowns on the lines, the offensive and defensive lines, and then, of course, Blake Shapin being named the starting quarterback. What what was your overall thought after maybe talking to a few folks uh, from the Bears? Yeah, when I, when I sat down with, with Coach Aranda, he was very honest about kind of his failures last season. You know, he, he was hesitant to go into the transfer portal because he didn't want that to be a betrayal of the guys who had been there. That kind of bled for him and sweat for him, uh, cried for him and stuff. And he, you know, he's a guy he, – he talked about building bridges between like love and truth and that he comes from the love side and he wants things to be this the way that they should be. And sometimes they're just the way that they are. And so, you know, he looked at last year and he thought that the team lacked senior leadership, that it lacked kind of an upperclassman you know, led team like the one he had in 2021. And so he pivoted uh, credit to him and went to the transfer portal. And, and like you mentioned, you know, he got better at a lot of different positions at wide receiver, at running back, offensive line, even tied in. Then defensively, I think they did some stuff too. Now, my thing with Baylor, and I've had this conversation on a few podcasts now, you know, my, my favorite, my, my part with Baylor isn't the Blake Shapin thing. It's not the offensive stuff. I know it's not apples to apples, but Baylor averaged more points per game last year than they did in 2021. They weren't crushing people. You go back and you look at the last six or seven wins of that 2021 team, they weren't winning 42 to 35 or anything like that. They were, they were winning with low scoring points. What happened last year to me was the defense. You know, they didn't give up more than 30 points one time last year, and that was the loss uh, to TCU back in 2021. Uh, and then last year they did it, I think, six times. You know, and, and so when you're in a bunch of small, close-margin games where you're not going to score 40 points, where it's going to be 27 to 24, uh, and there's not much margin for error, you have to play really good defense. And Baylor did not play really good defense last year. So you know, we can have the quarterback conversation and all that kind of stuff, but to me, what I'm interested in is does Baylor get better against the run? Do they create more turnovers? Do they get better as a scoring defense? Because that's how they're going to get back to 9-10 wins and compete for a Big 12 title. I like that. And the young man from Liberty, that Mike Smith, who I'm sure they talked yeah. about. I mean, he's uh, he stepped in there. These portal guys are different than some of the portal guys from the past. They're not just complementary pieces. I mean, these may need to be, and they might actually be, some of the best players on the team that are going to step in immediately. You know, and TCU had some – I mean, that's that's one of the things back to Sonny Dykes, that he's done the portal well. At SMU, it was probably heavier portal. But, I mean, think about some of the stuff TCU did. I mean, who was that? Somebody from the Naval Academy that came in and it's kind of like wasn't even really – no one was going after him, ends up starting for the Frogs and, and playing a big role in things. Like, it, it just – the portal has just changed life as we know it. And uh, I think Baylor got religion um, and decided, hey, we might need to do a little more portaling. And by the way, that's happening with Scott Drew. 
I know we're talking football today, but uh, the, the Bears, uh, it, was, you know, it was taken away from them in the portal, and now they're having to get more aggressive in the portal. So we're, we're seeing it at, at, at you know, different uh, football and basketball. I mean, this is all about evolution, right? I mean, coaches at every single sport and even in business and my life and your life, I mean, we all have to adapt. Like things that are true today weren't true last year. And it doesn't matter if you like them or you don't like them. You have to go win. This is a business. You know, Dave Aranda getting paid a lot of money and six and seven is not going to do it. Like that's just not going to cut it. The, The expectations have been raised in Waco and they should be. You know, with the money and the facilities and the, and the Big 12 opening up without Texas and Oklahoma and the playoff expanding, and I think everybody sees what TCU did last year and, and, frankly, what Baylor did in 2021 and goes, look, we can play with the big boys. We can get on that stages now. College football, you know, the, the country club is, is becoming public in a way. And so you know, I think if you're a Baylor fan, you have to have those expectations and it's felt within that room. And to Aranda's credit, he found a fault of his that he didn't do a good enough job as, as a coach, and he's going about fixing it. I think in this industry, you run into a lot of coaches that just kind of do it their way or the highway, and they, they may go down with the ship. I think one of the cool things about Aranda, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad, he's very self-reflective. He's going to look at himself and see what he can do better. I'm interested to see uh, what those transfers do because, to your point, you know, during spring, they were getting talked about as some of the program's best players, and not only best players, but some of the leader team. And so it'll be interesting to see what lessons we learn from that. All right, come see us in Waco, Mike. Eight home games. Yeah, I mean, you'll have plenty of opportunities. And uh, and good work on your story about the lack of diversity in some of these, uh, univer- you know, these Texas programs, uh, the 13 schools that are, have Division One programs. I found it very, very interesting. Well done. And uh, it was just kind of, you know, surprising to see the lack of representation. I think Houston and Rice, the only uh, black coordinators – um, in, in of those 13 schools, as you talked about and, and, and you wrote about. So I do want to – I hate that we're running out of time here, but I did want to tell you I read that and, um, and, and a really good job. In fact, Aranda, the only um, diversity hire, uh, the only minority head coach. Is that right? Currently there were three, Charlie Strong, Frank Wilson, Sumlin at one point um, – uh, and, and now it's only Dave Aranda. Is that correct? Yep. Aranda is the only minority head coach in the state. Only four of the 26 coordinators in the state minorities, as you mentioned, only two of them black. And there is not a single black quarterback coach, offensive line coach uh, in the state. And from our research, those are the ways you become a head coach, right? You coach those position groups, you become an offensive coordinator, then you become a head coach. I think nine out of the 13 uh, coaches in the state went that route. Uh, and there's just not um, all the black coaches or running back coaches or wide receiver coaches or defensive line coaches. And so, you know, I, I think the diversity is getting better. And there, there's some coaches in there that are quoted to talk about how, you know, it's a lot better than when they joined as a coach in the eighties or nineties, but they're still not getting into those spots uh, that may elevate them. And it reminded me a, a lot of like what the black quarterback conversation was when I was growing up, how, you know, they kind of got moved away from the ball and maybe they could play wide receiver, but not necessarily quarterback. It kind of seems like that's true within the coaching ranks. And it's just something that you know I found interesting over my trip in April that I only talked to two you know, black coaches my whole trip when I went to 13 different universities. 
Yeah, and not on the offensive side of the ball, mostly unless yeah. it's wide receivers coach or running backs coaches. And uh, that's it's been that way, I think, for a long time. But I think it's worth pointing out and uh, and looking into. Mike, good to uh, good to visit with you. Congratulations on another cover story, and uh, we'll look forward to that. Now, tell folks when they can get their uh, copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. When does that? That's kind of the start of summer for a lot of us. When do those things hit the the newsstands and the grocery stores and all of that? Now, nowadays, you can subscribe at TexasFootball.com, and you'll get the uh, magazine a few weeks early in late late June. It's at the presses right now being printed. Uh, in terms of just brick and mortar, find it in your HEB and that kind of stuff. It'll probably be July 4th-ish, around that weekend is when they'll start showing up uh, in newsstands. But uh, I would I would uh, suggest going to subscribe. Um, and you get the magazine, you get the recruiting magazine in the winter, all the stuff, all the digital stuff we do as well. All right, we'll do an audio portion, okay? We there, we should be able to get like a <laughs> – if we want to be driving down the road and read your story in your voice, uh, I would recommend that. But, uh, Mike, good to visit with you, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, sir. I appreciate the invite. You bet. There he goes. Uh, that is Mike Craven. And uh, Mike uh, is with Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine – and today the announcement went out at noon that um, and they and they put the picture out there. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. I'll retweet it in case you guys follow me on Twitter. I'm at Matt Mosley. Are y'all still on Twitter? Did y'all get mad at Elon? Anybody still on Twitter? I, I bet you are. Um, I'll retweet it as we speak. But uh, Mike Craven wrote the uh, cover story on it, so good to visit with him. Next. Uh, and by the way, five o'clock, about five oh five, we'll go out to Stanford and get a report. You Aggies out there waiting for tonight's game, Stanford versus the Aggies. Uh, Stanford came back one last night, and then they'll play again today. Uh, we'll have a report live from out in uh, at Stanford. Okay, where is that? Uh, Aaron Palo Alto, California, I believe, and um, we'll uh, do that. That was. Uh, Aaron and I, uh, that was our backup school, Stanford. But we, we had, uh, fortunately, we didn't have to go to our backup school. All right, it is uh, time for some Campus Confidential. What is on Aaron's mind? What is breaking across uh, college athletics today? Well, softball, baseball, a little bit of everything. That's next. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. Find new roads to Chevy of West, home of Silverado City, or ChevyofWest.com. During their Spring Into Adventure sales event, make no payments for 90 days and save big on their Texas size selection. And if you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, now is the best time this year to save big. Chevy of West proudly supports and cheers the West High School baseball team in their playoff venture. Chevy of West, off I-35 in West, or online at ChevyofWest.com. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies' night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Hey guys, it's Jana with well, Advanced. Done yet? Go ahead. All right, now. Okay, it's still Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Quit changing up our commercials. You're killing people. I, I, but you interrupt. Okay. Oh, hey, that's my sister. Hey. I'm dyslexic. You're on the radio. We're doing commercials. Oh my gosh. Hey, if y'all want foundation repair and you don't want to talk to me, let me give you my kid sister's number. Hang on, I gotta find it. No, I call her Poo no. Dog. Two five four seven one six zero three three four. No, call but, her. Her name is Jana. I call her Poo Dog. Ask her why. That my name is Jana. Her oh wait, no, her name is Jennifer. But all Jennifer's gonna do is tell me to call them. So you might as well just tell them to call the office. No, call Jan. Call Jennifer, my kid sister, late at night. She loves it. Oh my word. She can't hardly sleep. I don't think anybody's gonna do that. I'm turning my phone on. Do not. Bunch of stalkers. Okay, but our office number is she two five good. four two three five four nine two two. I'm lying. She sucks at cooking. And that's Monday through Friday, eight to five. All right, call us. Or two five. Can, say bye, Pooh. Bye. Or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All right. It's the Mosley Show. And uh, on a Monday, lots to talk about, lots of baseball, pretty exciting stuff. We had the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We had the, uh, the guy who writes the cover for that, Sonny Dykes. I guess if you play for the national title, you deserve to, to get your picture on the cover, but that's fine. Who'd they do last year, though, Aaron? Did we get... Didn't they? Did they do uh, the guy from UTSA or something? And maybe Joey? It was. Might have yeah. been it. They didn't, I mean, Aranda wins 12 games and has the greatest year in Baylor history. We don't get Dave on the cover, but TCU has one big time season, and we get Sonny Dykes all over our cover. Okay, Aaron, should I have brought that up with the cover writer? <laughs> I think have, I yes. should have pressed him on that. I like the guys. I mean, I like the coach at UTSA, Jeff. Uh, what's our man's name, Aaron? I like Jeff. Jeff Trailer. That's a good guy. You know, he came on with us. God, we have we have a lot of good guests on here. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us today in what we like to call Campus Confidential? Thank you, Jim Turner. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Man, those Chevy trucks. Whoa. Derek Scott will sell you Clay Laster, the whole gang out there. 
You pull up, you even get close to McGregor, and you may end up in a new truck. It really is phenomenal, and we love having them as the uh, the sponsor for this fine segment, Campus Confidential. Aaron, what do you have for us today? Some bad news for Baylor football recruiting oh, today, as DeSoto. No. 2024 inside linebacker Brandon Booker has decommitted. Booker also had has offers from Auburn, Florida State, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, among others. He uh, mm. averaged eight and a half tackles per game, helping lead the Eagles to a 6A Division II state title last year and posted on his Twitter account earlier that he is reopening his, yeah. his uh, recruiting. Now, do any of those teams, Aaron, pay any money? You don't think we got money whipped out there, do you? Goodness gracious. This is rough. This is rough. Aaron, better now, though, than like on the morning of or the eve of of signing day in December, early signing day, right? Wouldn't you rather just find out now? At least the young man has the guts to just say, hey, I'm out. I'm out because the Bears can dig back in, find some more players. They'll be okay. I did like this guy, though. I like uh, DeSoto. They have a starting safety. Uh, the Bears do right now, Aaron from DeSoto. His name is Devin Bobby. I like old Devin. Devin, call up this guy. It's not too late. Do I need to go raise some money? Golly, man. I mean, that's just tough. We There's so many things the Bears can compete with, like character unbelievable uh, campus, you know, not getting lost at some of those massive places that you just mentioned, Aaron, Auburn, A&M, Texas. But when it comes to cold, hard cash, these SEC people had a head start on us. We're still learning exactly how to dole up and get the cash out there. Be okay, though. What's this guy's name, Aaron? The young man from DeSoto that uh, just decommitted from the Bears. Have you moved on? I have, yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's okay. I like to imagine you with lots of paper that you've printed off, but you like to just kind of do it on your phone. But I, I kind of like it when you're shuffling through all those papers. <laughs> it just kind of reminds me of the old days a little bit. But this is why – now, I do follow recruiting – and we have it in Campus Confidential. But I'm not one of these people who are like, this kid's probably done seven interviews already on the internets or on the whatever that is, the, the uh, you know, the, the, some kind of internet uh, radio, they call it. And these kids change their mind. And that's why I wait till they're on campus. They're formally signed. And then, and only then, do we start talking to him? All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Brandon Booker, by the way. The linebacker from DeSoto was his name. Brandon Booker. We hardly knew ye. A couple of updates on two of the top transfer portal prospects in men's college basketball that are both good news for Baylor men's basketball. Grant Nelson, the forward from North Dakota State, has trimmed his list to three schools, Baylor, Alabama, and Arkansas. He will visit all this week. He'll be in Waco tomorrow. He'll visit Alabama Wednesday, 
and then he will be in Arkansas on Thursday and Friday, and his decision will come soon after that. Nelson withdrew from the NBA draft earlier this year. The 6'10 forward averaged 17.9 points, 9.3 rebounds, and 2.1 assists per game last season for North Dakota State. Boy, if he, yeah, I wouldn't go out after about 7 p.m. in Tuscaloosa, Aaron. I'd tell the young man just to stay in. Go visit the campus, say hello to Nate Oates, look at one of Nate Oates' uh, sport coats. But I would not go out on the town. My goodness. Now, Alabama probably does well in the NIL. I would imagine Musselman at Arkansas is very NIL heavy. Bears are in the game. Bears will do some NIL on you. But, you know, if he wants to come and get developed and play another year or two and really get ready for the NBA, which is what he obviously wants to do, 6'10 kid, good moves, can shoot a little bit. I like this guy. This guy's highly skilled player. For I mean, for his size, he's got a handle. I mean, he this, this is a future NBA type. At least he's going to go play foreign ball. Come to the Bears and get developed. I mean, I, I just promise you, Grant Nelson, this is not a fit for that Alabama program. That is a renegade program that Nate Oates is running. You come here, open a new coliseum, grow with your character. You go to church on Sundays. Come on in here and get to know us, Grant. He'll be arriving tomorrow. And Aaron, I will be out there welcoming him into town. All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Grant around town. Maybe take him out for some barbecue. Probably take him over to. You think a guy from North Dakota has been to a place like Jasper's? Probably not. Or, or I don't Tony think, Demario's. Yeah, or whatever. I don't think they've ever had. Most yeah. people in North Dakota have ever had uh-huh. barbecue like Texas has. Yeah, well, maybe take him out to Hellberg. Hey, hey, Grant, this is Philip and Yvette. Yvette, the big time the official barbecue sponsor of the Matt Mosley show. I'll probably take him out to Spiegelville, okay? I don't know if Scott Drew really wants me transporting this guy around town, but I'm going to show up and just kind of be out there in case Scott and John Jacobs and AB3, Coach Peterson, Coach Beard, Coach Nunes, if, in case anybody needs me, I'm a Tweety, I'll just be around. Aaron, do you think I could be useful to the Bears' recruiting efforts? I think Coach Drew would probably appreciate the uh, enthusiasm and offer. Yeah. I think they would take me up on it for a, a certain youngster they're looking at in Lake yeah. Highlands, though. <laughs> I think they would like me to show up over there uh, as much as possible. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? Another top prospect in the transfer portal also narrowed his list down today and it also includes Baylor Tennessee forward Olivier Robinson Kamwa a 6'9 forward has narrowed his list down to Baylor and West Virginia he had four on his list but has eliminated Michigan and Kansas State and will also decide this week he averaged nine point nine and a half points and 5.3 rebounds last season, but got better as the season went along, including putting up 27 points against Duke in the NCAA tournament. Whoa. Say say this young – I want to hear his name again. Yes. Olivier uh, 
Kamwa. All right. All right. Send this one to me, Aaron. I, I need to study. I'm not totally – I have not really dug in on Olivier's um, game. I feel like I need to – this is great that the Bears are on all these lists. Aaron, this is kind of what we call like closing time in the NIL, right? I mean, Caleb Love, Dickinson, Asmus. I mean, there's some big time. The kid from uh, – where did the kid end up with Houston? Where did the guy go that was uh, played for Grant at UNT? Is he at – where did Kansas that guy State. go? He's at K-State. Tyler Perry. T-Y-L-O-R. Tyler Perry. That was the first wave of NIL. But the Bears – the Bears have gotten involved in this kind of later wave. Now, they have Jaden Nunn. I'll tell you what excited me the other day, Aaron, was Coach Drew – talking about Jaden Nunn saying something to the effect that he was cut from the same cloth as Davion and Mark Vidal. My gosh, I mean, we're talking about like once in every 10 years type, once in a generation defender, one-on-one defender in Davion. Mark Vidal, the ultimate glue guy. And they're talking about Jaden Nunn being sort of cut from that same cloth? Aaron, what, what do you think about just the Bears deciding to go out there and just play some lockdown defense? Would that not be fun? That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Ray J will play a little de- defense. Now, Ray J's learned to be, you know, his scoring's up, shooting's getting better. But the great, the great Ray J wants to get his three-point shooting up over 40%. And uh, and then he'll be ready to go. I don't know what to expect from Jaden on the offensive end, other than just playing his tail off. All right, and then maybe getting some transition buckets. I like it. The kid from VCU, one guy from Toledo. Now looking at somebody from North Dakota State. And where did you say Olivier was from, Aaron? Tennessee. Oh, boy! Aaron said he put twenty-eight up on Duke. Can you imagine a Rick Barnes player saying, hey, I'm done. I'm done, coach. I'm going to go join Scott Drew. Boy, Rick used to be so jealous of Scott. You cannot believe how jealous Rick Barnes was when Baylor started winning under Scott. Oh, and he was trying to turn Scott in for, oh, Scott must be cheating. They're getting good. No, Rick, just out recruiting his tail off, all right, and his staff. But – Later on, Rick and Scott have become friends, all right? So Scott's more forgiving than I am. All right, Aaron, any more? Are we good? A quick update on the uh, College Softball World Series. Oklahoma 4-2 winner over Stanford. They had punched their ticket to their third straight uh, finals series appearance, looking for their third straight national championship. And they will play the winner of Florida and Tennessee, Florida State and Tennessee, excuse me, that will be at 6 o'clock on ESPN. If Florida State wins, they advance to the championship series. If Tennessee wins, they'll play again at 8.30 tonight because of Tennessee's loss to Oklahoma. But who will they – oh, oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Earlier in Had the to tournament, beat them yeah. Twice. Yeah. That to beat Florida State twice, is that what you're telling me? Yes. Okay. All right. And the Bears swept Tennessee. Okay, the Vols. Bears went out there and put the sweep on them, right? Glenn Moore knows these teams. Bears' last team to beat OU, that streak, Aaron, is at 51. 
Oh, Aaron, speaking of trivia, you know we had some trivia here recently. Mm-hmm. Schmaltz's, we just signed an extension with them. Schmaltz's, Nelson Rue, the greatest sandwich shop in Texas, has returned for another five months. I wish, I think we ought to do a lifetime deal with Schmaltz's, but I guess we can't <laughs> go that long. So we just kind of go, I don't know, four or five months at a time. But Schmaltz's is back. I may tell Terry that. Why do we not just do, as long as Schmaltz, Schmaltz's is open and Nelson Rue is the owner, they remain on the Mosley show. Uh, probably the thought is, Aaron, how long will Mosley be around? <laughs> okay. It is the Mosley show, and it's time to go to the Sunken Diamond. We'll talk Texas A&M baseball. We'll do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Like most of us, Ronnie Weathorn's reflecting on his dad these days. Who do you turn to for advice? When I needed a plumber, I asked my dad. When I wasn't sure what car to buy, I asked my dad. But one time, I chose my own mechanic, and that didn't turn out so well. Dad looks at me and says, what did you do that for? I could have told you not to use that guy. So what are you going to do when you need foundation repair? You better ask Dad. And Dads, if you want to be the hero, you better say, the Foundation Doctor. Only the Foundation Doctor will care for your kids' home the way you do. We never recommend work you don't need, and we offer the best products for the best value. The doctor will never be that guy. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Happy Father's Day. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. 
Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person -person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. This season, more teams than ever are coming to Globe Light Field. Starting Monday, June 5th, Corey Seager and the Rangers welcome Nolan Arenado and the St. Louis Cardinals for a three-game series. Don't miss the only visit this season the Cardinals will make to the ballpark. Join us for this interleague matchup and take advantage of weeknight specials like Coca-Cola Family Fun Tuesdays and Texas Chili Company Dollar Hot Dog Night. Summer is fun again. Make your plans at Rangers.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Travis Brown joining us now. He's out uh, at Sunken Diamond, Palo Alto, California, where he's watching Stanford and the Aggies. They get it on tonight at 8 p.m. Central start. And Travis, you just kind of ex keep extending your time out there. I thought they could have gotten this thing played today. You know, they finished up late last night. But I guess for TV reasons or whatever, they made everybody stick around for another game, for, for the late game this evening how you holding up out there i bet that i bet that cool weather has been refreshing for you well you know i, I finally actually got the uh the housekeeping to clean my room for once so fresh fresh sheets on the last day might be kind of nice uh had, had a little bit of a sinus infection out here so hasn't <laughs> been as uh yeah i thought i'd get away from the allergies getting out of uh of the the syntex area but apparently they followed me here so i'm a little little raspy that's why now, what's that, what is this ballpark like? Give me the breakdown. You've been to a lot of them. I, I kind of like what this is called, Sunken Diamond. I mean, this is kind of a, this is an interesting spot. And is this, is the ball travel out there? I mean, I, I thought that fog might kind of roll in, and that would be kind of a heavy air pitcher's park. But, boy, Stanford started shooting that ball out of the park last night about the top of the seventh inning. What uh, give me your breakdown of, of this ballpark. Is it is it um, is it everything you had hoped it would be? 
Uh, yeah. So um, when you're inside the ballpark, you look around, but you kind of feel like you're at Rice a little bit. It, it's a similar kind of kind of vibe to that. It's, it's a smaller ballpark. Um, holds, I think, a little over 2,000. Um, you know, the talk was that it, it plays differently in the daytime than at night, that in the daytime the balls travel a little bit farther uh, than at nighttime. But the funny thing, I was talking to A&M hitting coach uh, Michael Early, uh, who, who had come from Arizona, knows the, the Pac-12 pretty well, well. And I said, you know, yeah, hey, you know, Shalas was saying might play a little bit differently. He goes, man, I mean, you can say that, but they hit a lot of home runs both at daytime and nighttime because it's a power-hitting team. So um, the, the ball does does get out um, if you get all of it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's not going to just fly out like it is during the daytime or like, you know, some of the balls over in that Fayetteville region have been flying out. Yeah, and uh, that was a ball game last night, end of six, Stanford six, A&M five. Uh, everything's kind of right there for, in front of the Aggies. And then in the seventh, it completely got away from them. Uh, you were looking to see kind of how uh, Coach would manage the pitchers late because that thing got so far away from them. I think it was like 13 to five at that point. Um, what do we know, like – what kind of uh, shape is this pitching staff in right now? Uh, who's still fresh? And seemed like you were saying Detmers was the way uh, conventional wisdom suggested. Have you gathered any more information on who the Ags will uh, send out there this evening? I have not heard yet. I'm, I'm probably we can get a hold of that shortly. But it, it, Nathan Detmers is an interesting case here because he's the guy that. You pretty much knew just about every Friday he was going to be the guy on the mound. Uh, he has the most starts of any uh, uh, A&M pitcher out there uh, currently on the roster, and uh, he's the guy that Schlossnagel went with to um, lead off the SEC tournament and then go in the title game, the only guy to get uh, two starts. So he's kind of the, the, the no-brainer um, when it comes to experience, but he's just had a little bit of a, a down year this, this, this uh, year, and um, it's curious to see that, that – he hasn't made an appearance yet in the regional. And not only has he made an appearance, but when I asked uh, Coach Rossnagel about it last night, if, if he's the obvious guy to go, he said, you know, I'm still going to have to think about it. I want to see who's healthy, who, who can go. And um, if he goes, he needs to throw strikes because he hasn't been throwing strikes lately. So if they go through an entire regional, win or lose, and Nathan Detmer doesn't pitch, I, that, that would be shocking. Um, you know, he last year you can go back to the College World Series where he comes out and throws a dud against Oklahoma in the first game of the of, mm-hmm. in Omaha, and A and M loses, and then he comes back and has just a resurgence against Notre Dame and gets that win to extend their stay and push them into the semifinals. Uh, they they need to have that kind of kind of performance from him. All right, uh, this will be interesting to see how confident the Ags are coming out uh, into into this. I mean, what? What do you feel like tonight? What are you kind of? What are you looking for? As you said, Stanford. I was looking at some of the 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 measurables for the two teams when they put them up against each other. Aggies have hit a ton of home runs this year, and it's not like they're a light hitting team. And yet, Stanford. I mean, you probably have the numbers around you. It's like they've got what forty five more. I mean, it is a it is a big time team that will bash it on you. I would think with a team like that, you've got to have somebody out there moving the ball around, giving them something different to 
uh, you know, to look at the plate because, boy, once they lock in on you, you are you can get in trouble. Yeah, and, and if, if Detmer's on, he's the perfect guy for that. He's a sneak throw pitcher, keeps things low in the zone, has a three pitch mix. I mean, a, 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 an on Detmer would be perfect for that. But uh, you know, if he leaves that sinker ball high, it's easy to launch that sucker out of the park. Um, you know, it's going to be starting pitching. Whoever they go with, can they get them uh, deep because that uh, the the bullpen is, is shallow? And and you know, it's interesting. The, the dichotomy of what the coaches were saying after the game, Shawty was shaking his head, and seeing, you know, said that some of their veteran guys are, are you know, Evan Oshenbeck, who's pitched so much this year, Troy Wansing, uh, Matt Dillard, had said they all look tired when they come out there. And then the on the converse, Stanford's coach is saying he's had three or four guys who have pitched multiple times this weekend, uh, some of them over 100 pitches, begging to get the ball for this game. It, it just seems like the mentality is is a little different. I feel like all the momentum, all of the the confidence is, is leaning towards Stanford's way mm. uh, in this. And A&M is a real veteran team. And you've got to see if some of those veteran guys can kind of rally the troops and pull some of that uh, momentum back in their favor because it just seems like after uh, that kind of thrashing they took last night and the situation where the pitching staff is in, that, that Stanford's claimed all of the momentum uh, coming into this game seven. Travis Brown, Aggies beat man for the Eagle, joining us the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, live from the Sunken Diamond, right down the road. He's making his way around Palo Alto. I've always thought, Travis, that'd be a fun place to visit, you know, and I don't know if you and I had the grades, maybe you did, to go to Stanford, but that's uh, that's kind of an amazing place, I bet, to kind of look around there and think about all the Olympic athletes that have come through. You said in a tweet last night that the Jock Jams medley started up. Now, I think that happened in the, oh, I don't know, around the top of the seventh. Is that? Do you think that inspired the Cardinal? Did that get Stanford going? Because um, that is not something you hear at ballparks anymore. Well, you know, I mean, what? These Stanford players are 18 to, to 20, so that means that they were born after 2000. You know, I think the, the, the Jock Jam CD was the first CD I ever owned, you know, in about fourth or fifth grade. So that is that is vintage, you know. I'm sure some of them think they can probably get it on vinyl or something like that. But uh, if that's what did it for them, uh, man, they're, they're really reaching down in the bottom of the bin to uh, – to uh, to get, pull, pull some sports history out of the out of the woodworks. That was a good catch, by the way, to end that game last night. Aggies go opposite field, and the young man, I think it was a left fielder, came in and made a play. And to your point about the momentum, I mean, you could just see the crowd, his reaction to that. Stanford's feeling good about things, but momentum in baseball is the next day starting pitcher. And if the Ags, like you say, Detmer, whoever it is, can get something going, I, I don't, you know, momentum's a weird thing, especially with, like, college baseball. As you've looked around at some of these other results, it would be fun if we could see the Aggies and Horns. I know they could be headed for each other. But what, which of these results out there has grabbed your attention? I know you're probably watching the Horn Frogs today, and last I looked, they were – losing, I believe, that game uh, to Arkansas. Oh, uh, so the, they yeah, they came back, and uh, they are they are through to the Supers. Wow. Wow. Frogs through to the Supers. 
man, did you give that? Were you watching that at the hotel? Did you have? Did you find a little Palo Alto bar? I bet you, I bet I bet you kind of threw out a little whoop at at the uh, at the end of that one. I mean, the the this this, this interview could be the, the Trey Richardson, you know, interview memorial Baylor memorial interview with the Baylor transfer hitting two grand slams and wow. uh, eleven RBIs yesterday and everything, but. You know, the one that was really catching my eye was that Auburn regional where Auburn goes out early and uh, you got Southern Miss and Penn that win the championship. You're thinking, hey, there's a long history of Ivy League schools, you know, in the College World Series a long time ago. George H.W. Bush's Yale teams in the College World Series and thinking maybe Penn could could, could advance, but Southern Miss uh, comes out of that one. You got Indiana State. Uh, You know, you had the the, the battle of the Christian schools and DBU and Oral Roberts and, you know, someone, I think it was uh, the great uh, 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 McGee of the, the Marty and McGee, Ryan McGee said, uh, you know, if it goes into extras, they might just have to do a, a Bible verse sword drill uh, on that one to, to break the tie. Uh, so <laughs> that was a fun, but you, you know, college baseball is a lot about, it, it's a little bit about like a uh, March Madness where you get some of these smaller schools that have good, uh, baseball programs, you know, like the DBUs and the Oral Roberts, and uh, seeing if they can punch their ticket to Omaha and be the crowd favorite out there in Nebraska. That's always fun to see. But yeah, I had I had my money riding on Penn to see how long they could go, and they uh, they let me down yesterday. But always fun to watch this regional round and some of those uh, Cinderella teams per se. That's one thing that Baylor would be good if they had sword drills. Um, I think the Bears would be in good shape. All right, um, the, the way they recruit, and uh, I was always good at sword drills with the New Testament. Old Testament gave me some problems. Um, those, you know, those, just those prophets, those later prophets, kind of uh, mess you up a little bit. Yeah, and then they try. I just get thrown off because there were some. There was always the joke on was something an actual book or not. Like there was like Joel or Hosea or something like that, and like. Every once in a while, they throw something out just to trip you up. Like, is that even a book? I don't even know if that's a book in the Bible, some of these things they're throwing out. And by the way, anything uh, come out of the SEC meetings that grabs your attention? You had uh, your friends out there in Destin checking on the Aggies, seeing how Jimbo was behaving. Any Anything from Aggie land of interest? Do you think the Aggies were okay with just holding serve with the eight-team uh, uh, you know, conference schedule for now, uh, where, you know, the way that thing played out. Yeah, what, what are what are we doing here? I mean, I, I thought that college football, all they really cared about was making money, and you make more money if you have another SEC bet, uh, football game. What, what, mm-hmm. What's the holdup here? Um, and, and just confusing, uh, you know, an, another example, like going back to the, uh, the, the pandemic season and whatnot of just the kind of, dysfunctionality and disorganization of everything that goes on in college football and, and college athletics. The other thing too is um, Greg Sankey's comments on that, how, how disruptive he thinks the NIL laws are that each state has their own ones. And, and that if there's not going to be federal legislation, that his push is going to be to unify all of the uh, NIL deals under one uh, blanket law for all the different states. And, you know, there's some pretty, uh, pretty happy, pretty prideful state lawyers there, or state, excuse me, legislatures in Texas, and uh, a pretty happy John Sharp, who 
you know, said A&M's lawyers were pretty influential in drafting that new NIL bill and one that said that the SEC can't get involved in, or the NCAA can't get involved in things that they deem as mm-hmm. state law. And are these states going to be willing to give up that power that they have to keep pushing the line forward on NIL? I mean, I think that would almost be more complicated than trying to get a federal legislation on that. So the fact that he uh, so confidently came out saying that there uh, could be a unified NIL law across the SEC footprint, uh, I'll, I'll believe that when I see him. Yeah. John Sharp kept getting beat, so he had to go become chancellor at Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, and by the way, the state of Texas right now, the attorney general has some issues, so I don't know if they can focus on this NIL uh, that much, but um, it is interesting to watch it play out. And uh, uh, the Bears uh, uh, lost a recruit today, and you wonder because this recruit, Auburn, uh, I think A&M's after him. You may take a peek at that, Travis, because you're interested in recruiting. It's a kid out of DeSoto, real good. Uh, oh, I think he's a defensive player. Uh, averaged like eight and a half tackles a game last year. I just always like to bring these things to your attention. But uh, the Bears lost him, and the Aggies may be on the hunt. But uh, interesting, interesting times, to say the least. All right, well, listen, good to visit with you. Have fun at the Sunken Diamond. And then come on back, man. You know, Doctor Brown's ready to ready to see you back at the uh, back back on the home front. Yeah, I got got all the pictures of the dogs. You know, so excited to see me asleep on the couch. So it'll, it'll be great. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, have a great evening. Uh, that that game for you will start at what six, right? And so eight o'clock start for the rest of the country and. Uh, have a great time out there, and I appreciate you jumping on with us, Travis. You got it. Anytime, Matt. All right. There he goes. Travis Brown, the Eagle. All right. College. Uh, that's at uh, Bryan College Station newspaper. And, Aaron, that's interesting. I mean, you got you got the biggest game of the season, and you don't know who to put out there on the mound. You've run through a lot of pitchers, and this Detmer seems to be a great option. Throws a sinker, moves it around a little bit. That sinker may keep the ball in the park, uh, but but the the coach sounds like he doesn't trust him. I mean, maybe that was Coach Schlossnagel basically kind of being a little bit like you know guarded. Like I don't know, we'd ha- he'd have to throw strikes. Maybe secretly he's been pumping him up a little bit. We'll keep our eye on that. Uh, Aaron, the, uh, the Longhorns come out of Coral Gables. Now, Aaron, if you'll take a peek at those scores real quick. I, do, I did want to get everybody updated. Travis is updating it. He's a, he's a TCU alum. The Frogs take that thing and are through to the Super Regionals. And, Aaron, I haven't even brought this up yet. Former Baylor great Trey Richardson, middle infielder for the Bears, just went crazy in that series. In, that, in one game, Trey ends up. Was that against Arkansas he did that? I mean, isn't that insane? Two grand slams. I think he did it within the first two innings. And 11 RBI. I mean, Trey Richardson is not a big dude. Now, he's a great little player. But he's not. This is not a big home run type hitter. And he hits two grand slams, three home runs in one game, and 11 RBI. I think that breaks the all-time record in the postseason or maybe even a college game period. I mean, that has to be up there, Aaron, at least tying or breaking records. 11 RBI 
for Trey Richardson, the former Bear. And, of course, I'm okay with people leaving in the NIL if they need to, but to leave and go to the Frogs, that hurt. Now, Aaron, take us around a little bit, and then as we get set up for tonight, Stanford and the Aggies go at 8 o'clock tonight. Um, and that game is at the Sunken Diamond. What all have we had happening today? By the way, uh, Trey Richardson's 11 RBIs ties the Big 12 record, so he holds that record along with former Baylor great Shea Langelier. Looking at the college baseball scoreboard, Duke and Coastal Carolina and Kentucky and Indiana, both of those games, elimination games, and both of those games just starting Indiana's actually up on Kentucky, one to nothing in the bottom of the first. At the end of the first, Duke and Coastal Carolina, 0-0. Coming up tonight, as you mentioned, Texas A&M at Stanford. The winner advances to the Super Regionals to take on Texas. Florida eliminated Texas Tech earlier today, 6 to nothing to advance to the Super Regionals. You mentioned TCU, 12-4 over Arkansas. They also advance to the Super Regionals along with LSU, who eliminated Oregon State, 13-7 and Southern Miss, who eliminated Penn 11-7 to earlier today. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Southern Miss, boy, that would have been fun for the Ivy League team to break through. Aaron, you, as you mentioned, Indiana State is already through. Indiana up on Kentucky. Aaron, you think that's ever happened? Super Regionals for Indiana State and Indiana? Well, no, it's never happened because Indiana State's going to the Super Regional for the first time ever. Um, I just can't – I cannot believe – you just don't think of either of the Indiana schools as being a good baseball school. And it's always amazing when somebody can break through. That's a tough place to play. Kentucky is setting records for crowds at their ballpark. That place holds 6,000. Aaron, weren't you surprised to hear Travis say that Stanford's ballpark only holds like 2,000? I just think we think of Stanford – is so amazing with all the country club sports, all the Olympic sports. And, of course, they've played good football over the years. I mean, we, we think of that they would have, like, great facilities and all. I think they pour all their money into academics. I think they're the, one of the few schools, other than the Ivy Leagues, that they just pour everything into academics. I mean, think about you could you could you could get into that. The money they raise is just unreal. Um and, and yet they don't. I mean, that ballpark, it's been an unbelievable team for many, many years. I, I, I'm surprised you can even host with that size of a ballpark. I'd like to see their exact, uh, how much that holds. I wonder how much the Baylor ballpark. I guess I could look that up real quick. Uh, but, uh, okay, interesting times. And we'll keep you up to date on all the uh, college baseball and softball action. It is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas flying along on a Monday. We've had a lot to get into. Want to get you caught up next though on those uh, on those Texas Rangers. Wow, another great weekend, and the Rangers just continue to march on. This is a really really good baseball team. We'll talk about it next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, 
lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. It's Genco's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go Platinum at Genco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go Platinum. 70 days, no pay Platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org, member NCUA. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Hillman nuts and bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Find new roads to Chevy of West, home of Silverado City, or ChevyofWest.com. During their Spring Into Adventure sales event, make no payments for 90 days and save big on their Texas size selection. And if you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, now is the best time this year to save big. Chevy of West proudly supports and cheers the West High School baseball team in their playoff venture. Chevy of West, off I-35 in West, or online at ChevyofWest.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, I think we should uh, we should probably bust out some like jock jams or something. You know, since Stanford was playing it last night, Sunken Diamond isn't that a cool name, Aaron? Does that does that seem like a place we ought to go at some point? I mean, Palo Alto, California. Stanford, the Stanford Cardinal play at the Sunken Diamond. Whoa, man, that is a that seems like a pretty cool place. Aggies and uh, Stanford get it on at eight o'clock tonight. Uh, Aaron, breaking news earlier today, and I think it's I don't know what to make of it. It's interesting, and I'll tell you why. But I mean, you the the news was that multiple reports connected Kyrie Irving and LeBron. Um, but it wasn't about them connecting in Los Angeles. 
it was about it happening in Dallas and that Kyrie Irving had reached out to, to James about coming to Dallas. Both Sham Sharania and Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report, you also see him on TNT, said Irving wants Dallas to explore trading for James in hopes of creating a big three alongside Mavs superstar Luka Doncic. Now, this does not seem like it's going to happen, but it's an interesting story. Haynes also reported the Mavs unsuccessfully attempted to put a package together to acquire James last season. Now, James is under contract for $46.9 million next season. Not bad. Not bad. While Irving is eligible to receive up to a five-year, $272 million contract from Dallas. Or a four-year, $201.7 million deal elsewhere. Eric, can you imagine the Mavs doing that with Kyrie Irving? Well, yeah, I can almost imagine it. But it just seems crazy. I mean, you never know when he's available. He's untrustworthy, uh, off the court. I mean, you know, he's just a weird cat. And and they're going to – I just do not understand uh, even the thought of going that far. Now, according to Chris Haynes, in order for those three players to be on the same roster, Irving and James would have to take a sizable pay cut. Aaron, you, how do you feel about that? You feel like <laughs> you feel like Kyrie Irving and LeBron James are just like, golly, want to come play for Mark Cuban so badly? We'll just take we'll take a big pay cut to do that. Uh, LeBron James once called Doncic, quote, his favorite player, and I don't think it could happen, but it, it is interesting that it's being thrown out there, that LeBron, Kyrie, and Luka together. Aaron, do you give this a 2% chance of happening, 1%, or 0%? If both of them have to take a pay cut, zero. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, I and boy, by the way, the uh, – the morning news sent its columnist out to immediately, immediately try to try to write this. Okay, what do we, what do we think? Could could it do it? I mean, could they get it done? Um, it, now I think Jason Kidd could. I don't. I don't think he's been a great coach. I, I probably would have moved on from him. But Aaron, when you have that kind of superstar. On your sideline, a former superstar, that does speak to superstars. Like LeBron is not, I mean, I think maybe he likes Darvin Ham fine, but I do think the Jason Kidd thing would help in this this deal. Luka has called LeBron, quote, his idol. Aaron, I'm kind of curious on the text line, our, our people who like the NBA, um, what they think about this, would they be excited? LeBron, I think you, you have to be excited. The thought of Kyrie, LeBron, and Luka, you just find a way to get it done. But there's no way, I think you're right, Aaron, the thought of them taking a pay cut seems kind of crazy. Now, let's go to last night's NBA Finals. 
that was wild. I mean, what what the Heat were able to do. Duncan Robinson hitting those threes. Aaron, after the game, Michael Malone, I don't like that he was questioning his players' effort. I mean, that's a, that's a rough thing to have to lose that way that they lost and, and then have your coach question your effort. I mean, there is now doubt among these Nuggets. If they go ahead and win that game, they would have been fine. Aaron, Nuggets are winning that game by eight to start the fourth quarter. And then it started to unravel. Now, it is interesting that the only times the Nuggets seem to lose is when Jokic Jokic has huge scoring games. He scored 41. They lost the game. Last night, Eric Spolstra asked about, were you trying to turn him into a a scorer? I think uh, Ramona Shelburne uh, asked that question. Boy, he did not like it. He basically called it a bad question, a dumb question. I think coaches don't like to suggest that they're trying to let one guy score 41 points. But until the very end, now Denver had a good look at it. Aaron, that Jamal Murray shot was a good one. The step back, it was a challenge shot, but he had a good he had a good chance. They did have a shot at the end. Nuggets fans have to be worried. Nuggets have a huge home court advantage. They got a great crowd. They got the altitude and everything. Now, Aaron, I know you were watching that game. I would say the thing that stood out to me was, I don't know why you waited till this moment. It seemed like an act of desperation at the start of the game. It ended up helping them. They put Kevin Love in the starting lineup. Having a bigger body to hound Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon early in game one just uh, just went to work on the heat down low. They didn't have any answer for him. Love leaned on him. Love hit a couple of threes. He had ten rebounds. And Gabe Vincent just went crazy. I mean, what a player. I mean, Aaron, did you know who Gabe Vincent was before this season, before this playoff, this postseason run? Think about that. Tyler Hero is their second-best player on the team. You could say third-best player after Jimmy in Bam. And he's not even playing in this series. And Gabe Vincent went out and got it done. And as I brought up earlier in the show today, Aaron, did you see that moment where Gabe hit that shot and then he took a peek over at Christian Brown, the former Kansas player, and just kind of like, hey, why are you even out here? What are you even out here doing this to me? <laughs> I the, the heat, that, that was a gut check. That was a character win. I, I would not. I still like, I want the Nuggets to win. And if I were betting on it, I would still bet the Nuggets to win. But I love, I mean, you have to admire what the Heat were able to do. And Eric Spolstra's one of the great coaches, if not the greatest coach in the NBA. I guess we got to say Coach Pop, and then I think you could go Spolstra, second best coach. I mean, there were some good adjustments, and then they came down, and then Duncan Robinson with that mean mug. Aaron, did you see that last night? Robinson gets a backdoor-type layup. And then he puts a look on his face. He goes with a mean mug. And for some reason, on Duncan Robinson, that looked really funny. Like if Jimmy Butler does a mean mug, it's just kind of like cool looking. 
when Duncan Robinson does it, it's just weird. I mean, it's a little bit of a weird, a little bit of a weird look. But um, Aaron, I, I thought that was an amazing victory for the Heat and one of the most unlikely finishes we've seen in recent years with the way they closed out that game. I think it's a series now. I think it's a flat-out series, and I think I think the uh, I think Jokic and the and the Nuggets have to be a little worried now going back to Miami. I I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I think the look the they I don't think that the Nuggets played great. I don't think that they were. I, I don't know. They seemed a little flat. I'm not making excuses for them. I just think they're a, a, a much more talented team. People keep bringing up all the undrafted free agents that the Heat have found, and that's great, and they're playing great, but there's a reason why they're undrafted free agents, whereas almost everyone on the Nuggets starting five was a high draft pick. I think the Nuggets will still win in six games. I think yeah, people are just boy. overreacting to one win. At this point, though, whether it be Gabe Vinson or whoever, it does not matter that they were undrafted. That was that's a playing dude right there. And then Bam getting it done. They attacked more. Uh, Struce early in that game, Aaron, and later he, you know he kept shooting and he was he started missing the second half. But I mean, think about the start he had. I mean, it's like fourteen points immediately. He had twelve points in the first quarter. And he was four for seven from three. I mean, that's not easy to do, Aaron Struess, to go 0 for 9 from three, 0 for 10 overall in game one, and to come out with that kind of confidence shooting like that. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the Heat are about to make a series out of this, and uh, I was, uh, I was really – I was fascinated by that game last night. Had a little cookout over to Buddy's house. Aaron put the uh, – the Traeger is a nice grill. I don't know if you tried the Traeger out, Aaron. It's a uh, – you put the wood pellets in, put the wooden pellets in the side, and you kind of let that thing burn. Had some shish kebabs. Okay, had some kebabs with the, uh, with the steak and chicken and the veggies. And then our buddy Mark arrived from uh, – well, from uh, uh, he had a pretty long drive ahead of him, and he arrived with some salmon and just an amazing, um, amazing showing with the salmon. So uh, the Traeger, I, I'm I'm going to look into the Traeger. I think we, uh, I think we're on to something there. I think our people listening to us, our our listeners, would love a good Traeger. But uh, that that those wooden pellets, I'm not even sure how that works. But, man, the taste on these things. Some of the grocery stores now, Aaron, H-E-B and others, um, you can go get you a, a, like a pre-marinated, you know, kebab. And, uh, or as they say in London, kebab. I've heard them say, I like to watch all these BBC shows. I'd like a kebab. But we say kebab. Aaron, what do you say? Do you say kebab? Yes. Aaron, did you ever do the... the, the uh, the corn on the cob. I don't know if you grilled it or not. Or would your mom, like, you get a corn on the cob, and then you have those things that you stick in the ends of them. Well, if you can get some steak on a grill and then get some really good corn on the cob. But you know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Those little 
sharp things that you stick in the end of the corn on the cob so your hands don't get <laughs> as uh, as buttery. And then you eat, you kind of use those things. Did you all have those? Yes, we grew up okay. using those, and okay. which was very helpful to me because I was a very, still am, a very messy eater. Uh-huh. Like, Aaron, you, I mean, have you cleaned some of that up? Not really. When, when, I mean, I was planning on, you know, taking you out here to a nice <laughs> restaurant soon. I don't want you embarrassing us. Okay, Aaron, uh, also the uh, AL West uh, Rangers now – 38 and 20. 38 and 20. Three and a half game lead over the Astros. I mean, it it's it is amazing. I mean, just destroyed Seattle. They continue to go out there and just all these uh all these matchups. Uh I mean, they're just they're just owning teams right now. And I mean and the Astros have been playing great. Astros have been playing beautifully. And the Rangers just keep getting it done. Uh, Aaron, I was going to try to look and see that gummit, uh, and see who the Rangers had on the mound tonight. St. Louis in town. Martin Perez. Oh, Martin Perez, the lefty. Who's who's St. Louis have? Aaron, do you have that in front of you? Uh, that's a seven oh five start that can be heard right here on ESPN Central Texas, and. Uh, and in saying, you know, I think I did see that the other day. Somebody that we would uh, recognize, Waka, Adam Waka Wainwright, the other. Oh, Wainwright's on the mound, Cowboy. Okay, uh, one of those guys, Waka, pitched for the Aggies. Wainwright, yeah, they call him Cowboy, I think. But uh, that's uh, the Cardinals at the Rangers, and that is a seven oh five start Aaron can you believe this lineup right now I mean it, it just Seager's going crazy Simeon has a 23 game hitting streak and you just go right down the line Leodi, you put Z- Ezekiel Duran back in there um it, 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 players kind of come and go yet everybody hits and whether it be Martin Perez Avaldi, the whole staff right now is on fire this is fun this is fun right now to have a big time, um, a big time major league team uh, in our area. Wainwright uh, six. Oh my gosh, Aaron, he's got a he's two and one with a six point one five ERA this year. Perez six and one with a high ERA though, four forty three, and uh, and that'll be. Uh, I'm looking at the lineups right now. Going to be. Going to be a really fun matchup, Wainwright versus Perez, out at uh, out at Globe Life tonight, uh, Globe Life Field. All right, we got to say good night. We'll do that with a couple of uh, breaking news items. That is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? 
Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Do you want a hot tub in time for the 4th of July weekend? Come by Lake Air Pool Supply June 22nd through 24th and we guarantee standard delivery and installation just in time for the holiday weekend. Our annual rebate tent sale where you can get up to $1,000 off select hot spring spas only at Lake Air Pool Supply in Waco on Franklin. Celebrate freedom your way with Lake Air Pool Supply. Call us today and let us help you make every day a great day. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, I was just talking to, uh, as we get ready to say goodnight, the Dismount, Kevin Longquist, our old buddy from Rivals. And, uh, you know, he's kind of taking a peek. I always think of him when either Baylor gets a commit like they did with uh, Graydon Grimes. Over uh, heading into the weekend, they had one decommit today that's gotten some attention out of uh, DeSoto. That's a little frustrating to hear, but uh, these things happen. Okay, still kind of early for the 2024 class, so we'll see. We'll see. I got to watch old Longquist, though, because he can get a little negative. He can get a little negative on me, so I got to kind of keep him with a positive uh, outlook. Um, and then uh, it was good to have Mike Craven on with us earlier. He has the cover story on Dave Campbell's uh, Texas Football Magazine. And it is, the cover art is uh, Sonny Dykes. And it says something like Sun Rising or Sunrise, S-O-N-R-I-S-E, two words. Kind of a word play. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, I, I maybe could have gotten a little more creative, but that's okay. I like it fine. And uh, 
I say that, Aaron. I don't know. Like, can you imagine if they asked me to? I'd probably come up with something way worse. But um, it's good. It's kind of about Spike Dykes. He was on the cover back in like 1990, and then his son, and that's kind of cool. And his son, you know, deciding he needed to be a little bit more like his dad in recent years. Um, so I think that'll be a cool story. Got uh, college baseball tonight. And then, of course, on our air, ESPN Central Texas, 705 first pitch. The uh, St. Louis Cardinals are in town. And uh, Adam Wainwright versus Martin Perez for the Rangers. Rangers on a huge roll right now. And we'll see if they can continue against these dastardly Cardinals. Everybody have a uh, tremendous evening. And we, oh, we got Nikki Collin tomorrow at 420. That's very exciting. Baylor women's basketball. Good night, everybody. It's time now for today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Modern Media, the full-service advertising agency. Here's John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12.